we competed hard today. I mean, we, we competed hard, and uh, you know there there was no quit in him. I mean, we just had to execute more consistently. And one side of the ball can't put the other side in in bad position. I just don't like losing. You know, uh, I think I was just more more focused on the blessing that I got had the opportunity to go out there and play with my guys again. Jameis, Jameis, Jameis Winston. What a performance. Almost saved the day for the Buccaneers, but for a team that started 2-0, and they are now 3-7, and and it does not look good for the future of Dirk Cutter in Tampa. I'm Mike Neighbors. Welcome to PeterPyrus.com's podcast, A Few Extra Bucks. We'd like to thank our title sponsors, House of Brews and Sea Dog Brewing Company. Great brews, great food, great service. I'm going to bring in uh, our esteemed producer, Justin Thomas, who just – Cut some sound with the Dirk Cutter and uh, Jameis Winston. What do you think, Justin? Like you said, it's not looking good for Dirk. Guess he might want to start packing his bags. Roy Cummings, our Buccaneer insider, uh, who gives the meat and potatoes of these podcasts. Roy, you saw this football game. We talked about it all week leading up that we thought Winston should have been the starter. Boy, it really looked like it would have been a different game if he had been the starter. And it's funny because we've said that about other games where maybe Ryan Fitzpatrick, if he were to start it, it's just been that kind of year. It really has. It's um, it's remarkable how this team does one thing consistently. It falls behind uh, by multiple scores. And then when it's too late, it rallies and makes a game of it but ultimately falls short. That's that's the pattern this team has been stuck in. It's the pattern it uh, you know followed again today. It really doesn't matter who the quarterback is out of these two, it seems. Um, it almost seems like whoever starts is going to more than likely have a, have a really bad game, <laughs> and then the other guy is going to come in and bail them out. Um, you know, I saw somebody jokingly say on Twitter, maybe the Bucks ought to adopt the Rays idea of going with the opener and uh, you know, start. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> yeah, it may not be a bad idea here because it seems like the guy that comes in in relief does the better job. But um, it's it's remarkable how this team uh, has, has performed. Well, Jameis Winston, what a gutty effort! Comes off the bench, four straight t- drives with the touchdown, and you know, leading the team back, and then throws an interception to end all the hopes at the end. But here was Jameis Winston. It's kind of a million-dollar question, I think. Is he going to be the guy moving forward? How does he feel about his future right now after that performance? I'm not worried about that. I'm worried about finding a way to win those six games. I'm, I'm worried about winning games. Like, uh, I'm, I'm, I don't have really that much control over that, but my play can speak. Uh, that's the only thing that I control, and, and I'm going to try to do my best if I get the opportunity to, to execute. He won't say it, Roy. He's got to be the starter the rest of the way now. No question. Yeah, I don't think there's any question. I don't think there's any reason to go back to Ryan Fitzpatrick unless Jameis Winston is hurt. Um, or, or or unless, you know, before I go too far, or unless, you know, you're in a game and it's, you know, a one or two score game, uh, you know, halfway through, middle of the third quarter or something much like today, and it's just apparent he doesn't have it, you know, that day. Um, again, you know, if he's to go out there and have another performance like he did, you know, the day he got benched, or like Ryan Fitzpatrick had today, and he's certainly capable of that. You know, if you're trying to win football games, you know, sure, I'd go back to Ryan Fitzpatrick that day, but I would start Jameis Winston every other game this week or this year. Um, what's left of this, it's an opportunity to, to, you know, perhaps ultimately determine, is he your guy going forward? 
Um, I still think he is. I still think there's reason for him to be. Today was just uh, the latest example of uh, what he can actually do for you. Here's Jameis Winston on did he think he would get this opportunity again after sitting out the last couple of weeks? Uh, absolutely. I mean, I'm always – I always want to play. Uh, but Fitz was doing an amazing job uh, at the beginning of the year. So i just doing as, as best I possibly could to be a great teammate. Roy, I think this makes Dirk Cutter look so bad. I think it was consensus that Jameis should have started this game, especially the way Fitzpatrick turned the ball over the last couple of weeks. This is just another bad mark for Dirk Cutter. Yeah, it, it, this one kind of goes uh, goes against the you know the idea. Look, I've been supporting Dirk Cutter at least in terms of what he's done for the offense all year. Um, you know, he is the architect of this offense. It is a dynamic offense. We saw that again today. But it seems like, and again, you know what? Maybe again, maybe it's because you know what we have here is Jay Ryan Fitz Winston. You know, we have a guy we we don't know. <laughs> I mean, they're the same guy. All year long, yeah. you know, except for those first two games. Uh, it, it doesn't matter who you start. You know, the, they end up, you know, throwing more interceptions than they do touchdown passes. And that's the way it's been for Ryan Fitzpatrick. Although I think we could all see that, you know, last week, Ryan Fitzpatrick, the magic was pretty much gone. And, you know, again, I go back to I, I honestly think the reason he started Fitzpatrick this week was because he felt that in that venue in giant stadium uh let's go with the guy who's been there who's played in those swirling winds who knows the uh you know knows the the lay of the land there a little bit better uh if i'm getting the same guy no matter what uh, let's go with the guy who's had some experience there that to me makes some sense um but again ultimately it didn't work out and it just it's one of those years where it just seems like no matter what uh, dirt cutter tries it's not going to work out. It's just, it's just not. And it's, it's, it's unfathomable uh, how this team can, can continue to beat itself, but, but it's, it certainly does. Well, speaking of that, he went forward on fourth down earlier in this game. It didn't work. And here's what Dirk Cutter said afterwards about that play. We got to be able to make that. I mean, that's, you know, that's, that's a no brainer. You got to go for it there. You know, as many guys as we're missing on defense, it was it was going to be a high-scoring game. We got to we got to get touchdowns. If if I'm going to a casino with Dirk Cutter, <laughs> I'm I'm keeping my distance, very far away, Roy, very far away. Yeah, I, I agree. But but I, I, again, I you know I'm not so sure that was a gamble. It's early in the game. Uh, you're you're down a position. I, I I'm with you. Look, you just brought in a kicker off the street. So what are you going to do? Immediately turn him into a you know, put him in a pressure situation. Again, if you can't yeah. get a yard in the NFL, and, and I, I remember everybody, you know, as soon as it happened, everybody on Twitter is criticizing, oh, yeah, real smart, go over Caleb Beninock instead of Ali Marpet. It doesn't matter. You should be able to make a yard in the NFL with a quarterback snap. Yeah, I didn't agree. work. Yeah. Well, turnovers, the uh, story, we, we've kind of touched on it a little bit. Here's my favorite stat uh, that, I, that I thought of this Sunday. Um, the Bucks quarterbacks combined, you know, Jerian Fitzwinston, as you termed it. I love that, by the way. <laughs> 22 interceptions this year. Drew Brees has 21 less. He has one. He has one. And Jerian Fitzwinston has 22. And here's what uh, – let's go uh, first Jameis Winston and then Dirk Cutter on the turnovers. That's always an offensive focus, but our main focus is finding a way to win. 
you know, uh, and that obviously uh, goes hand in hand with protecting the football. Uh, we know that that's our main job is to give our team a chance to win and turn the ball over. Doesn't allow that to happen, but. Right now, I think as a team, we're way more focused on finding a way to win than anything negative right now. If it was zero turnovers on offense and zero takeaways on defense, we, we wouldn't be talking about this. But the fact that we're, we're getting zero takeaways on defense and we're turning it over four times on offense, that's the number one, that's the number one killer in football. And you know, we're minus 20-something. You know, we're just, that's not, <laughs> makes it tough. All right. The theme for the Buccaneers this year, you, know, you can look at the defense, you can look at the kicking situation, but it's got to be turnovers, Roy. That's the headline, and that's been the uh, as the Bucks turn all year. It's just amazing to me how every game since the 2-0 starts really been defined by that. Yeah, you're absolutely right. I mean, you know, look at some of these numbers again. 510 yards of offense for the Buccaneers today. Uh, third down efficiency, 6 of 9. Fourth down efficiency, one of two. So I'm third and fourth down, uh, seven of eleven. Uh, you know that that's that's winning football right there. Five hundred and ten yards. That's winning football. Uh, they, they held the Giants to three hundred fifty nine yards. You know, not not exceptional, but you know, winning. Uh, I believe. You know, a four nine four for nine on, on third down for the Giants. That's not great. Um, it's just yeah, it comes down to one simple thing with this team. Um, the, the difference today was that, yeah, as usual, they turned it over, but the kicker didn't miss anything. So that's probably why it ended up being a three-point game. But, you know, the turnovers that the Buccaneers committed uh, led to 10 points. The, the Giants got 10 full points off the Buccaneers' turnovers. One was a pick six and a field goal off another takeaway from Fitzpatrick and or giveaway by Fitzpatrick. And, and, and so at the end of the day, they lose by three points. So once again, you could directly go right to those numbers and say that's the result. That's that what that's what caused the result. Other than that, even as beat up as they were on defense, you know, the the defensive effort was was representable. All right, it's it wasn't great, but it wasn't you know uh, got ugly poor either. It it was okay. I'm not going to say it was a winning effort, but it was an effort that would have allowed that allowed them to stay in the game, especially in the second half. Um, but again, the turnovers just. That's the end. And look, I'm, I'm sure some people will probably argue that, yeah, well, Jameis Winston turned it over on the last play. Look, that's a desperation throw, and uh, and that's going to happen. And and Jameis Winston got away with a couple today, um, you know, that didn't get picked off. But you know what? Sometimes the ball bounces funny, and the Bucks, you know, I, I think they're due for a bounce going their way here and there. So uh, the bottom line is the kid got in there and rallied this team again from multiple scores down, uh, four straight. Uh, scoring scores, uh, he led them to injured four straight straight scoring drives, and he won this won the job back. The problem again, as bad as the quarterback play has been at times, it the biggest issue is still turnovers and lack of and no ability to take the ball away and create other opportunities for your offense. If if the if the defense could get one turnover a game, it would probably be it would probably lead to a to a score. Because that's how potent this offense can be when they're not giving it away to the other team. It's just bad football. It's just bad football all the way around, which is why, you know, Bucks fans, when you log on to a few extra bucks, we want to give you some good. You know, it's the holiday season coming up. We want to give you some good. We're going to do that every podcast the rest of the year. And here's our good tonight. How about two words? How about Peyton Barber? 
about 18 carries, 106 yards, averages almost six yards a carry and a score. Peyton Barber, how about it, Dirk Cutter? You know, when Peyton's got his touches, his his running style has showed up. He's, he's yards after contact, pushing the pile. Uh, I think, you know, Peyton's just had a had a real solid season for the number of touches he's got. Got to love seeing Peyton Barber make some noise in this game. Yeah, I did too. Uh, really picked up kind of where he left off last week. I think he's finally uh, got his rhythm back. Uh, you know, in preseason, he looked great. Um, no doubt about that. And then the season started and he just didn't quite look the same. And, um, you know, I think a lot of it had to do with the fact that he just wasn't given an opportunity. Um, but now they're, they're trying to make a little bit more of an emphasis on the run game. And I'll tell you what, um, he was matching Saquon Barkley today, uh, carry for carry. And when you look at it, I mean, at the end of the day, Peyton Barber averaged 5.9 yards uh, per, per carry, uh, Saquon Barkley 5.3. So uh, a, a really good game by, uh, by that running back today for the Buccaneers. And uh, he continues to show that uh, they, they've got themselves a feature back type there in Peyton Barber. Uh, it's one reason they can put the ball on the ground a little bit more uh, and what, by when I say put it on the ground, I mean run the ball um, and, and possibly avoid some of these throws that wind up uh, in the other team's hands and, uh, until these quarterbacks you know, can get out of this slump that they're in. No doubt about it. Well, we're going to give you good news in these podcasts. And before we go, Justin, we have to give them one more thing. <laughs> Here we go. Just like interceptions from Buccaneer quarterbacks, we deliver our own three and out each and every time, even in our kind of rapid reaction post-game podcast as well. These are three questions, and we are out of here. I'm going to bring both you guys in for these. Okay, the Bucs started off 2-0. and Then they've gone 1-7, and which means they're 3-7 and right now, which means they have six games left. All right, how many wins is this team going to have when it's all said and done, Roy? Um, they'll have four. Uh, they'll, they'll win a couple more. Uh, I think they're starting to figure a couple of things out. Um, I, I think you expect James Winston to, to, to finish strong. I think he, uh, again, he had something taken away from him. Uh, I think he learns from it this time. I think he plays a little bit better uh, down the stretch. I think the defense is starting to figure a couple of things out. Uh, it hurts that they're beat up even more now than they, they have been. Uh, it was tough going into this game as it was. Or I think they I think for the, the personnel that they had, they did a great job uh, defensively, really. So uh, I, I think they can win a couple uh, going forward. Uh, so I'll, 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 see, I'll, I'll say they win four at the end of the year. Justin, what you got? Well, they got the 49ers coming up. I think that's a winnable game. And uh, I think the way the Falcons are playing, I could see the Bucks beating the Falcons. So I'll give them two more wins. Okay. I'm looking at – they'll beat the 49ers. I think they will lose to the Panthers. They'll lose to the Saints. Uh, they'll lose to the Ravens in Baltimore. They'll lose to the Cowboys in Dallas. And you know what? Uh, I think they win that last game against the Falcons too. I'm going to give them two more wins, 49ers and Falcons. All right, our next question. Six games left, guys. I think these games are as big for Jameis Winston as anybody on the roster. But if you had to pick somebody that it's maybe second – biggest on this team who would it be boy um <laughs> uh you know what probably deshaun jackson um i i think he's got to start you know we're gonna we're gonna learn a lot about deshaun jackson here down the stretch 
Uh, he's got to continue. You know, he's got to continue to play hard. I, I, I'd have to go back and look at the film, and I haven't had a chance to do it yet. But I'm not sure Jameis Winston deserved the uh, the interception on the last play of the game by the Buccaneers today because it, it's pretty hard to overthrow uh, Deshaun Jackson. But I don't think Deshaun Jackson was working too hard to get that ball. So that was brutal. Yeah, that was brutal. Uh, so you know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah. Uh, yes. I, so I, I think it's for Deshaun Jackson. I, I he, look, he, he didn't he didn't want to be around here at you know halfway through the season anyway. He asked for his release and to be traded. Uh, my guess is he'll get he'll get that wish granted to him. But you know the Buccaneers may also be thinking, hey, you know what? We we still need this guy on this team if we're going to be uh, contenders. So I think it's a big uh, it's going to be a big last six games for him. Justin. I think with all the kicking issues the Bucks have had the last couple of years, I'd like to see Cairo Santos show that he is the kicker of the future. I think he can prove he seemed to have a good day today. So if he can keep that up going through the rest of the season, I think that'd be good news for Bucks fans. I do too. I think, uh, you know, we've talked about this rookie class. Uh, to me, it's just they, they almost need a reset on defense. I mean, MJ Stewart's been hurt. Carlton Davis, you know, uh, he, we've seen some stuff from him. And, and Vita Vey, it's, it's kind of hard to tell. But, yeah, how about Santos, man? I mean, he made all four extra points today. wasn't great on kickoffs. But it'd be interesting to see if they finally could shore up that part of this football team. So I'll go with Santos as well. All right. Um my last question, guys. Um, I know there's six games left, but do Dirk and Jason Light have any chance of being back next year? Just a simple yes or no. Yes, they do. And and, and here's why: because it's not that. <laughs> At the end of the day, they are still the architects of one of the best offenses in, in the NFL. Of an offense that just, it doesn't matter how far down they are, and it almost doesn't matter how bad the quarterback play is, they can still rally. And, and get you into a game. If this defense could get a stop at any point in the game, particularly in the fourth quarter, the offense can catch up. You know, they needed one stop in the fourth quarter today, and they couldn't get it. And if they'd gotten it, the Bucks just might win this game. You, you know, that's the glass half full. The glass half empty is, you know, they keep on losing. But the glass half full is, look at what you've got on offense. And do you really want to mess that up? I mean, right now, what you need is you need someone to figure out what you can do with the talent you have on defense. And you know what? They, they may have discovered a couple of pieces this year and Carl Nassib and, uh, you know, JPP is playing well. You'd like to have him back. Uh, McCoy had a, had a nice pressure today and a sack at a critical time. Um, you know, th- there's pieces there. If they can just get a little bit ex- more experience in the secondary and get the healthy linebackers in, I think this defense is capable. So that's the argument to keep them. The answer for me, yes. Justin. I say yes, I, but I'm yes for a slightly different reason. I, I'm looking at the potential coaches for next year. And I, I just, if I'm curious to see what happens with the Ravens and John Harbaugh, but there's not really too many coaching candidates. So I, I think Kurt uh, Dirk deserves another year. Uh, I think Jason Light's done a pretty good job. So unless some coach becomes available that would be much better, I say yes. I say no way. 
no way. I think they're both gone. And I would, you know, depending on who the coach is, I think they're just they're just going to clean clean it out, man. Uh, and if they let Lovey go after two years, I know the circumstances were different a little bit, but I just feel like there is no excitement about this football team at all. And to start two and zero and to play the way they have and to have breakdowns on both sides of the ball, I say no, guys. That's just my and you opinion. know what you're probably you- right, Mike. You're probably right, and here's why. The Buccaneers under the the Glazers uh, do have a history. First of all, they've been quick to let guys go, but right now they think this team is a lot more playoff ready than it shows. They honestly believe that they've got a team that is much better than the record indicates. And the last time they had a team like that and they felt like it it was just underachieving under the current coach, coaching staff, was when they let Tony Dungy go and went and got John Gruden. If they yep. think they can find a finisher to come in and take the current group of talent, minus you know, minus a couple of tweaks here and there, and finish this thing off and get them into the playoffs, they'll do it. I I, I honestly think the Glazers are starting to believe that, look, the talent is there. Again, you see it on offense. I, I don't think the defense is playing anywhere near its capabilities. I really don't. So the John Harbaugh thing that Justin mentioned I think is legitimate. If John Harbaugh, a guy who's done it, who's been there, who knows how to, you know, he's a professional head coach, as I like to refer to them. I think if he's available, I think they'll make a move. I, I think they will. I think they're looking for a guy much like Gruden, not, not a, a finisher, someone who can take this thing as it is and put it to the next level. That's what they needed when Tony Dungy was fired and they went and got John Gruden and it worked, uh, even, te- you know, albeit temporarily. And I think that's what they're thinking now. So I see your point, Mike. Um, it's kind of me agreeing on both ends of this question, but I, I, I gave my reason why I think Dirk Cutter and uh, Jason Light can stay, but I can see your point, and I think, and that's why it would happen, in my opinion. They think this team is closer to being playoff ready than it is. They want a finisher as a head coach, someone who can elevate this team uh, with the current personnel, and I think that's what they're going to end up doing. And don't get me wrong, I feel for Dirk Cutter in a lot of ways this year, but he's also proven to me in many ways he's a great offensive coordinator, not a great head coach. Let's bring in somebody who has been a good head coach, and it will be very interesting because I like your John Harbaugh talk. Who do they play in a couple weeks? In Baltimore, John Harbaugh. So we'll see how that goes with it. looks like Lamar Jackson's playing better. That could be a whole different problem for the Bucs, and maybe that could keep Harbaugh in Baltimore. But good good conversation, guys. Tough loss for the Bucs. Boy, I really feel for the fan base in Tampa Bay. It's been a long, long road, and they haven't won a playoff game since the Super Bowl. But beyond that, with that Redskins loss a week ago in this one, just frustrating times. Uh, Justin Thomas, great job pulling down the sound. Roy Cummings, thanks for carrying the podcast once again. I am really Mike Neighbors. I'd like to thank our title sponsors, House of Brews and Sea Dog Brewing Company. Again, I'm telling you, great brews, great food, great service. Until next time, this has been another rendition of A Few Extra Bucks here on PeterPyrus.com. Subscribe today. It's free. We'll see you and talk to you next week. Hey.